A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a ring. See the love in a woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, I've raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine. And that home, you know, the sweet peace can find home wine. Where the pieces go. And my house, it's not much to talk about. But it's still with love, it's grown in southern ground. And a little bit of chicken pie. Go beer on a Friday night. And it seems to fit just right. And a radio That mean the most, not where you live, what you drive, or the price tag on your clothes. There's no dollar sign on a piece of mind, just I've gone to know. So if you agree, have a drink with me, raise your glasses for a toast, do a little bit of chicken pie. Go beer on Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio Thank God for my life and for the stars and stripes. May freedom forever fly. Let it ring. Lose the ones who died and the ones who gave their lives, so we don't have to sacrifice all the things we love. Like our chicken pie, go be on Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. A pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio light seats on right. See the love in a woman's eyes, feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, that's a wonderful song, but it contains some propaganda, right? talks about freedom and sacrifice and, and the people in of our nation who died in, in past wars so that we could have that freedom. And, and we know in, in Christian identity that that's all an illusion. And other, other than that, the song has a wonderful message.
But that propaganda that men who fought in the wars for our country died for the freedom of our country, that won't go away, will it? And people could love that song and continue to be misled by the propaganda it contains. In reality, the freedom of this nation, the economic freedom which we obtained, I guess in 1781 or whenever the, 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 the king ceded the colonies to their so-called independence, The freedom that this nation has gained was never threatened by any outside force, not since 1814 or 1812 and whenever that war was over with. I think it was 1814, 1815. Since 1815, the United States of America has never been threatened by an outside force at any time. Not by Nazi Germany. not by Soviet Russia, with any credibility, with any credibility, with a, uh, with, with, that there's no credibility at all whatsoever that they were ever going to have the capability of launching an offensive on the North American continent. <clears throat> so the propaganda is that all these wars that we fought was to sacrifice, what well, was to defend our freedom. In reality, all of these wars which we fought was to defend the freedom of the, of the Jews. So, so we see a real good song with a couple of lines that the freedom of the Jews to pervert and corrupt and loot and pillage the rest of the world, I should say. So, so we see a real good song which is a couple of lines of propaganda. And for that reason, it fails to send a clear signal. It fails to um, define itself, and, and, and it, it fails to, um, to be true to heart because it has those few lines of, of propaganda in the song. And, and those lines would, would make an impression on people and lead them to believe something that is not true. I, I received this email last week, and I've written him back asking if his email address was um, what well, was somehow hijacked. The email came from James Wickstrom, and it encourages people to buy Iraqi dinars or Vietnam dong currency. I hope this email didn't come from James Wickstrom, but if it didn't, and this email is um, two, day, two days old, and he knows about it, I hope he sends out a disclaimer. Because I don't know why anybody would want to encourage white Christians to invest anything at usury or, or for the potential of, of um, undue gain, but especially in the currencies of, of Iraqis and Vietnamese. I mean, that's crazy. How could you give your money to aliens and hope to, to make gain? That's not Christian at all. That's absolutely unchristian. 
Uh, you 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 should be investing. If you have money to give the aliens, you better be giving that money to your brother. I'm sorry, you better be investing in your brother. And every penny you give to a brother is an investment in that brother. Don't be mistaken. If your brother is hungry and and you you feed him, you're 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 you don't expect anything back from your brother. You'll have your reward with your God. But you don't give your money to aliens. That is that that is absolutely repulsive to me. Being a, a, a white, racially conscious Christian who understands the Bible and the covenants of our God. Speaking about um, Christian identity ministries with just a few lies or just a few untruths. Another Christian identity pastor, I'm going to leave him unnamed. It's really strange. He does a program. I get all his emails, and he does a program on exterminationism. He's labeled me an exterminationist. And I would think that exterminationist is the antithesis to universalist. So by labeling me as an exterminationist, which is an undue label, I would say that he calls himself a universalist and admits to it, even if he doesn't admit to it with his lips, even if it's not an explicit admission, it's an admission nevertheless. Well, well, I get all his emails, but he does that program, and I don't get an email announcing the program until the next day. And and now um, I understand yesterday he's sent out an email discussing or, or mentioning Nibiru, the Zechariah Sitchin fantasy. And that's what it is. That this Nibiru, this planet that's supposed to cause all kinds of havoc and destruction when it passes through our solar system. There is absolutely not one shred of scientific evidence for the existence of this planet. There's not one shred of credible mention of a destructive planet, giant planet named Nibiru in any of the ancient texts. It's one Jew, Zechariah Sitchin, who has taken all of this... Um, the, the word Nibiru in ancient Sumerian actually means a crossing point and, and can refer to any astronomical body, and it's used in several contexts in ancient Sumerian texts, none of them referring to a giant destructive planet. Not one of them. It's a total lie. It's a fabrication of a Jew, and we should not be even repeating it. We shouldn't even be repeating that stuff. We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to, Christian identity, and especially two seed-line Christian identists, they're supposed to have a higher and a deeper understanding of Scripture. And another thing they're not supposed to do is fear. We are told again and again in the Scriptures to fear nothing, to love our God. He who loves his God fears nothing, has no trepidation about tomorrow, has no trepidation about judgment, 
and has nothing but love for the word of his God and for his brother. That's what a real Christian should have. We shouldn't be scaring each other with possibilities of future turmoil. We just shouldn't be doing that. Rather, we should be edifying our brethren and our, and, and our people. We should be directing our energies into creating a clear message about race, about the covenants of our God, about the racial exclusivity of his covenants, And if we cloud that message, then we're perverting those covenants, or we're attempting to. Of, of course, the covenants themselves will stand. God does not change. But if we attempt to deceive our brethren by perverting the, the meaning of the covenants, then what reward are we going to reap? I, I'm going to read from Proverbs 13. A wise son hears his father's instruction, and a scorner hears not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. You'll be rewarded out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. But the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. He that keeps his mouth keeps his wife, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. A righteous man hates lying. If you're promoting Zechariah Sitchin, if you're promoting Jewish fables and Jewish lies, well, I'm going to have to hate on you if I want to seek to please my God. That's just the way it is. And you're going to have to hear about it. And that should be the duty of us all. We should extinguish and put out from us those people who promote such bullshit. That's our duty, it's our obligation as Christians to reject those people and let them know that we've rejected them. Just like that song that I just played. I, I love that song. It's a great song. It's a catchy tune. It, 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 it displays uh, one's love for um, rural southern culture which is what the song drew out of. But that one, that one section about freedom and, and fighting in these wars to defend our freedom, it is just a lie. It, it's a lie, and we have to recognize that. And, and if I had a discourse with that songwriter, I'd tell him, hey, pal, you're really screwing up over here. You've got to go. This song's got to go. I can't accept this song. You've got to change this. This is a lie. You can't. Well, well, we don't have a discourse with the songwriter. We just don't. But the people that we do have discourses with, the people that are supposed to know better, we have to correct them. They have to hear about it when, when they start professing 
lies. If we don't correct their lies, and I beg to be corrected if I'm wrong, if we don't correct their lies, then we accept them. We sign on to them. We sign on to them, and therefore we become as guilty of them as they are. Because we've accepted their lies. A righteous man hates lying. But a wicked man, a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. It will happen. Righteousness keeps him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overcomes the sinner. There is he that makes himself rich, yet has nothing. No treasure in heaven. You can have all the riches of the world. There is he that makes himself poor, yet has great riches. The man who seeks the will of God has great riches that he will discover in heaven. The ransom of a man's wife are his riches, but the poor hears not. Rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised, it is wisdom. Only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Wisdom lies with the well-advised. By pride comes contention. Those people who just can't admit that they might be wrong about something, their pride won't let them humble themselves and admit that they've made a mistake. And what happens? Contention comes. And greater contention comes. Because they have to invent new lies to cover for their old ones. And lies snowball into big, huge lies. And then they start throwing slurs about, like exterminationist. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathers by labor shall increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred. We know that we have our reward in heaven if we abide by the word of our God. So while our hearts long for that reward while our hearts long for the kingdom of heaven. We just have to wait. Be patient. And we'll have that tree of life. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that hears the commandment shall be rewarded. Well... One John. One John chapter 3 verse 21. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son, Joshua Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment.
We need a clear message. We don't need a gospel to the beasts. We need a clear message concerning salvation, which is promised only to the children of Israel. There's no promise in the Bible anywhere of salvation to the beasts. If somebody has to push a salvation for beasts, which is not contained in the Bible, then that man has an agenda and cares not for the truth. He's trying to cover for something. He's trying to placate somebody. And as we've just seen, the Word of God is not about complacency. Neither is it about compromise. Every prudent man deals with knowledge. But a fool lays open his folly. A wicked messenger falls into mischief. But a faithful ambassador is health. Poverty and shame shall be unto him that refuses instruction. It's talking about the promises of the kingdom of heaven. But he that regards reproof shall be honored. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. He that make, walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Yeah, you know, I put up with, with um, certain things for a long time. Mentions of Zechariah Sitchin's Nibiru. The lies that Ron Wyatt promoted. But when it came down to despising the exclusivity of the covenants of our God, the promise that the meek, that the children of Abraham shall inherit the earth, which leaves nobody, no room for anybody else. I'm sorry, that's the way it is. When it comes down to despising those promises, which carry all the way through the Bible, all the way through Revelation chapter 22, and trying to twist them to make alien people feel good so that we don't offend them. Well, well then a line has to be drawn. He that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. I have so much... That, that I could, I feel I could show even those that I'm working with. But once it's discovered that they'd rather be fools, well, I don't want to be their companion. I'm going to have to separate myself from them. We're going to get to that point. If you don't believe the Word of God as it is written, we're going to get to that point where we just have to separate. 
And that should be the rule of thumb that everybody here lives by. You believe the Bible as it is written, or you don't. You can't compromise the Word of God. The children of Israel are written into the book of life. The sons of Adam are written into the book of life. The Word says that everybody not written into the book of life goes into the lake of fire. Open the book of life and show me salvation for beasts. You won't find it. It's not there. Does that make me an exterminationist? Because I believe the word of God. I'm not going to be ashamed of the word of God. If you have to label me an exterminationist so that you can compromise the word of God, well, you're the one that has the problem. I don't have a problem. My house is built on a solid foundation. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment. He that spares his rod hates his son. Yahweh will reprove us. Unless we're bastards and not sons. Then we'll get away with lies. He that loves him, he that loves his son, chastens him betimes. The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. It may not want in this life, but as Daniel says, even if these people are indeed children of Israel, there are even some of them who will arise from the dust and awaken to eternal reproach. I would not want to think that I did anything consciously that merits eternal reproach. I have a few other things to say. Last week I finished um, Christreich, a commentary on the Revelation, and it's on Lulu, and it's on Lulu now, but I, I haven't advertised it yet, even though it's available. I haven't advertised it yet because I'm waiting to actually see a copy. As soon as I see a copy, it will be announced if, if the copy is acceptable. I imagine that the copies will be acceptable, which is why I was confident enough to open it up and, and on Lulu, but... um. I'd really like to see it before I sent out a mailing and started to advertise it. It's, um...
It's my second book. Com- completed book, right? Official book. Uh, I have um, a lot of others that I want to get up over the next year. I, I want to get up a, a collection of my historical essays next. And then perhaps a collection of my biblical essays. And, and I have my translation notes lurking in the background. The translation notes, I, I've been avoiding them because they're projects that are going to be very, um, they're, they're going to take me months to, to get into the format that they need to be for publishing. And, um, it's months of, of much more intensive work, so I've been putting them off. I would like to do it, and, and maybe perhaps the, the 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 ensuing years will allow me to. But that 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 that's out too long. That that's up to God, right? It's not up to me. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year, and I'm not going to claim to know, right? I received another email. And I can't answer all these emails. And and there's no way I'm going to answer an email like this. This guy wrote what was seemingly good intentions, very polite, and it's a very long email. And what it boils down to is that this guy is um, offhandedly complimenting me for my work, while at the same time trying to get me to look into some voluminous books, which are called, collectively I believe, because I think it's more than one volume, Urantia, U-R-A-N-T-I-A. And he doesn't know it, but I've already looked into these books. They were published in in the 1950s, and they've had some moderate success in New Age circles. And and it's just another – this guy talks about world government that he's a part of and all this crazy stuff that belongs on Art Bell. And and this is what I mean by getting sucked in, right? I I mean, this is a rabbit hole that's really, really deep. And it sounds nice and noble on the surface, but but it's really some bullshit. It, it's Urantia is another attack on Christianity, which is failed as a magnification of the world's religions, ancient religions. It, it's veiled in very noble terms, and it's another path to universalism and another road to hell. And I get a lot of emails like that that want to lead me down one rabbit hole or another, and people actually think that I'm rude when I don't answer them. And the bottom line is how much um, of people's time or, or how much of my time should I let other people waste? I'm not going to try to let other people that that have differing agendas, that have agendas that aren't within the scope, the exact racial scope of the covenants of God. I'm not going to let them waste any of my time. 
I, I don't want to be pulled in down, down, down all these rabbit holes examining all of these things that claim to be of a higher knowledge. You know, Paul in his opening of the, of the epistle to the Hebrews said that at diverse times in, in, in the past, Yahweh God spoke to us through the prophets, and today he speaks to us through a son who is Yahshua Christ, or Jesus Christ. That's all we need. That he is the fulfillment of our religion. His words in those old covenants and his words in the gospel are all that Christians require. Period. And we should direct our energies into letting our brethren know those true purposes of God. That we build his kingdom by caring for providing for and edifying our white brethren exclusively. There's no room for anything else. Everything else is a rabbit hole. If your Christian identity pastor is trying to get you to invest money in Iraqi currency or in Vietnamese currency, invest money in yellow people, in, in yellow squat monsters, that's not Christian. If your Christian identity pastor is trying to go le go make you look at Zechariah Sitchin YouTubes and, and things about Nibiru and, and imminent destruction of, of mankind and society and, and all this other bullshit, that's not Christian. If he's trying to fill your time up with trash from all over the Internet, much of it contrary to the Word of God. That's not Christian. He's joking you. He's joking you and he's wasting your time. He's treating you like garbage. That's what he's doing. He's telling you that your time is worth wasting on all this trash. That's what he's doing. He, he might package it up and say, oh, I'm putting information out there. Well, well, no, you're not. You're just joking, people. Christian pastors, if such an office is legitimate in the first place, because in reality, every Christian should be a pastor. Christian pastors should be filtering out bullshit and filtering it down to the vital essence of the covenants. They should not be adding bullshit to the core message of Christ. They should not be cluttering people's lives with garbage. Like Zechariah Sitchin and Iraqi dinars. We need a clear message. We have to stay with that clear message. The covenants of God are explicitly white. We can't let people tell us that we can't be explicitly white. If we're going to survive as a race, we have to be explicitly white. And everybody else can go to hell. They could go to the lake of fire if they don't like that. And they will.
because they're not going to like that. It's guaranteed. That's what the Bible says. Okay, this is an open forum. I'm going to unmute some of our um, European brethren. It looks like um, Europe is severely underrepresented for this program. I had hoped that a few people heard this and, and um, well, maybe they'll hear it in the archive. Hello, Taya. Hello, Dorcas. If anybody wants to speak or has anything to say, please um, request that I unmute your microphone. I hope somebody has something to say because I've already rambled on too long today. But I just had to get a few things off my chest. Very interesting. How you doing, Betty? Well, we need a clear message. We, we can't let our lives be cluttered with all this garbage. That, that's it, it's um, it, it's ridiculous and it's distracting. And and we send mixed signals to people when we when we promote this trash. Yes, and people sort of walk round in circles. You never come quite come to a a point where you really understand what it's all about. Um, I mean, the experience I had in Worldwide, they they had a hard time there because of their message, but it wasn't as narrow as the one that is in GI. But nevertheless, they did have a hard time, and they were hated. Um, for the message, but there again, over the years, it got watered down, and it's ineffectual then. Well, well it's absolutely ineffectual. If you, you know, we have a core message in the gospel that that we're told that we should accept and live by, and and that we should keep those words, keep his words. Zechariah Sitchin isn't in those words. The, the garbage that's found in the Urantia book isn't in those words. It, it's distraction, and, and it dilutes, which is exactly what you've just said. It's ab it, it absolutely dilutes the message, and it brings people off the track. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. It's quite enticing, isn't it? I mean, for people... I think they know all these things, but none of it is proven. And and he writes books. I mean, they write books on it. Because they right. don't invest in it. And it's all garbage. And I wouldn't invest a penny in it. It's mm. all garbage. Hello, Taylor. I was going to say, I think we're all suffering from information overload. So it, it's really important that we focus on what's important and that we're not distracted by incoming <clears throat> voluminous emails. And I, I'm just trying to be so um, you know, strict with myself and, and saying, just who do I want to receive information from? Because my inbox just grows and grows and grows, and um, <clears throat> it's, it's very difficult. So I can do without that sort of um, traction. Well, well, I have two inboxes that I've archived offline that, that have 3,000 messages or greater in them that I just can't ever answer. And, and uh, my third one is um, 
it is about to reach that, and, and I think I'm going to delete them all. Yeah. Be, because they all, I mean, while there's a lot of good messages in them, I don't have the time to, to address them, and there's a lot of bad messages in them that I would like to address. That it, It's vanity if I address them, because I'm, I'm only seeking to satisfy myself by telling somebody else that they're full of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's fleshly to... to um, to, to to do that in, in a way, and, and it's a time consumer. Mm. Yeah, allocating your own personal time uh, is, is so difficult because it's so easy to be broken off. <laughs> you know, that fragmentation of effort um, is so difficult to, um, to deal with. <clears throat> yes, because you've got an idea you're going to do a study and you think, you just look at your, and, and hour goes by, hours, and you still haven't got the thing you wanted to do in the first place. It just diverts the attention all the time. Uh, so you have got to make up your mind what you believe, and, um, and, and narrow it to its essential. <laughs> Uh, well, whether that comes when you're aged and you haven't got the uh, capacity, you know, to sit and read a book in a day like you did 20 years previously. I don't know. But it is a narrow road, there's no doubt about that. And, um, and it's got to be a straight path, but it. But it isn't easy because, I mean, I can tell you about my own family. I mean, you're surrounded by all these things coming to people. And um, how do you cope with it? Do you just bluntly say, look here, I I don't think that's right. And alienating yourself from your own family. Very difficult. I think you've got to. I really think you've got to say it as it is and then leave it. You don't have to keep going over it, but you've made your position known and that's it. Mm. Yes. Well, well, you have to make your position known and if your family, and you don't have to alienate yourself from your family. You, you, if your family alienates themselves from you, because they're going to hear your position, then the blame is on them. It's not on you. You've attempted to love your brother within the guidelines of of God's law and God's word. Mm. I have a lot of of cousins up here that I know despise me for my my position on, on, on the scripture. And when I see those cousins, I say hello, I greet them, I ask them how they're doing, and I could see that they're uncomfortable, some of them. Mm. They're clearly uncomfortable, because they know my positions and they know what I'm about. And that makes them unstable in what they believe. And I'm going to express my care for them, but then they're going to hear the truth. And if they want to alienate themselves from me, well, well... that, that's the the, um, the the effect which the word of God has on those that reject it. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, 
they will clear something out there for me. That they will face their their their, their maker, right? That they will have to answer for that one day. You know, I sent you my messenger, and, and why did you despise him? Why didn't you believe him? They'll have to face that music. There's no doubt. But I did my job. I stood for who I was and for what I was, while at the same time at least trying to love and respect my brethren. Yes. Harder in your own family than I think any other situation, really. Personally speaking, Tammy has a question, and, and I'm going to address it. And, and um, she asked about two verses. She doesn't have a microphone, right? She asked about two verses, and, and one is found in Hebrews chapter 13, and this is definitely Paul speaking. Have confidence in and comply with your leaders is the way my translation translates Hebrews 13:17. Okay? The King James has them that have the rule over you. Uh, okay, well well the the literal translation is have confidence in and comply with your leaders. For they are being watchful in behalf of your lives, as though repaying an account, that they should do this with joy and not moaning. This to you is unprofitable. In other words, complaining about that your leaders is unprofitable. It's talking about, Paul is talking about your Christian leaders who the assembly elects. If we go and look at Acts and, and Paul's other epistles, the com Christian community should choose its own leaders and submit themselves to those leaders. That That's the way the ideal Christian community works. And the ideal Christian community elects those leaders. You choose your leaders. You have a choice in who they are. And you pick men who are learned in the scripture who you believe have the capacity to lead your community. It's not talking about the beast. It, it's not talking, yeah, yeah, right. It's talking about the, the Christian pastors whom the community chooses. And the other verse that she had a, a similar question on is in, in one, what well, well, she included in the same question is 1 Thessalonians 5.12, and my translation reads that, Now we ask you, brethren, to know those who are laboring among you and being set before you in authority and admonishing you and to esteem them with love beyond excess on account of their work. Live peaceably among yourselves. The context there is, again, the leaders that the Christian community chooses. And those people are given their authority by the community. And if you go screwing up, you have to expect those people to censure you and, and to tell you that you're doing wrong. And, and Paul's telling you in Hebrews to... Submit yourselves to those people. But but the Christian community chooses its own leaders. It's not talking in these instances uh, about popes 
and people that that um you can read the scripture and and understand that they shouldn't really be your leaders that they are part of the beast system that that is part of the tyranny over us and, and that's a totally separate question right that that's a totally separate issue right so i hope that answers cammy's question And I hope there's some more questions because we've only been at it 50 minutes and I don't want to end this program this soon, but <laughs> I have to come up with editorial material for this month's Saxon Messenger yet. I do have to do that. I don't know what I'm going to write about yet. I'll um, probably work on that while I'm at my son's house next week. I'm going away next weekend and... and um, the programs are still going to go on, and, and I, I have good men showing in for me, but I'm not going to announce who they are yet, and, and that's by design. I, I might, on uh, after my Saturday program, do that. It's been nice for you to have a break, really, with your thumb. Well, well, yeah, I could use it. I don't think I've had a weekend off from doing programs in, in um. In, in quite some time. Uh, I remember taking one night off. No, I didn't take one night off because I, I, I did a program from my son's house the last time I went, and then I had the, the other, the Saturday program wasn't a Saturday program at that time. It was a Monday program, right? Mm, yeah. So I don't think I've had a weekend off since January. I think I took one weekend off in January after I split with... um. What's his face? Yeah, I'll call him what's his face. <laughs> That's cool, right? Yeah. It, it might be the time change that is the reason for the, for some missing Europeans today. I just realized that um, your clocks have changed. Yeah, I thought Dan, Danny definitely said he was coming, um, and I Skyped him, but, um, you know, there's no response. So I reckon he's an hour out. Or perhaps he's taking the hour the wrong way. I don't know. Well, well that seems to be the case. And, and um, it, it might be the time change because our clocks have not changed. And I know they have in Britain last week, right? Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. There's always one week when we're, you know, we, we're not in sync on the um, the five hours time dis difference. Well, well, I should have a, maybe a separate mailing list for Europeans, right? Because I don't really want to send out a mailing to 8,000 people when it's only meant for, for half a dozen, right? I'm not going to send a mailing list, a mailing out to my entire list when it's only for six people. It's not going <laughs> to, it's just not feasible, right? Well, I, d I did remind Annie earlier in the week that perhaps he, he's, he's uh, forgotten that there is a difference. Well, well, I know he was here on a chat server earlier this morning, but I missed him. I, I came on, but he had already left. He had some chores to do or something. All right, okay. And, and I really don't expect to hear from Sussex Man um, at, at all. I don't expect to hear from him. And Bavarian Man, he, he Matthew might just be confused, but um, it, it seems to me that... 
yeah. that maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get this program off the ground um, a different way, but there's only three Europeans here, and, and that's kind of disappointing since at, at one time we had as many as eight or nine, I think, that were pretty regular. So That's true, that's true, but I mean, we just don't know how many of those were um, universalist and how many were not, so perhaps we're, you know, separating some... Well, the, the word has to separate the wheat from the tares. That, that's the idea of, of the truth of Scripture, right? Mm. And, and it seems to me that at least three of them are universalists or, or um, that they wouldn't be traveling in the circles that they're traveling. So That's right. If they depart, they depart. Let them go. That, that's my attitude. I'm not going to go chasing them down and ask them why they haven't come to the last couple of Euro forums. I could really do without the stories of grass cutting and, and uh, things like that. So <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, in answer to Prime saying, did Spain's time change last week? I don't know, because continental Europe is on a different time uh, system from Greenwich Mean Time, which... The UK. The UK is on GMT. Well, I would really prefer they never screwed with the clocks. Because well, in the winter here, it gets dark at like 4.30 in the evening. That's just not. Oh, I know. I know. Horrible. I mean, we had some idiot this week suggesting that we changed our clocks um, to have a three-hour difference so that we could be um, synchronized with the rest of the European Union. Uh, and it's ridiculous because some of those countries are north of us, some of them are far south of us. Um, you can't have that sort of um, uh, standardisation, and it's all for political reasons anyway. It's it's not it's not um, to help people about their their daily lives. Well, this morning on the Christiania chat server, a gentleman came in from Maidenshead. Maidenhead? Maidenhead? Maidenhead. 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 30 miles west of, 30 miles east. East, no, west. 30 miles west of London, right? Yeah. yeah. I think 30 miles east of London, you'd be in the channel, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, I looked it up, right? I looked up his IP number, and I, I looked up his, um, what, where, his location. And Eighth Day Woman was here, and I came in on the end of it. And Danny was here during, well, he was here, but, but Danny left just before I came in. All right. And, and um, this gentleman from Maidenhead came here, and, and I don't know if he was a troll or, or um, I, I don't know how he found Christiganer. He, he wouldn't even tell me, and I didn't let him stick around long enough to, to find out. But he was espousing the... Um, the positive attributes of Jews and Negroes. And, and I don't know why he would come here to do that, but, but he didn't last long. I thought we had a new European, and it only lasted about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Well, we've got plenty like that here, certainly. He, he was a good um, profile of everything that's wrong with Britain today, right? And, and America, too. I mean, it's not limited to Britain by any means. No, they've, they've just been brainwashed. 
But, well, this man was absolutely horrible, and, and when I tried to correct him, he told me that I was wrong. He, he didn't tell me why he thought I was wrong. He just told me that I was wrong, and, and I told him that that's it, that he would be escorted out of here, and he was. Yeah. We don't want to waste our time with people like that. It, he was, um, I thought maybe it was UI with a British accent, but <laughs> the, the IP number did check out, and, and it, he was from Maidenhead, no doubt. Ah, oh, there are people in England sort of going on to your program. Well, I would like to know how he found this place. Because he definitely didn't profess anything that sounded like a familiarity with Christogenia. So it couldn't have been a search engine, could it? Because I wouldn't have thought so. Well, well, unless, unless he was being awkward, you know, wanting to make um, as much uh, of a nuisance of himself as possible. It, it's possible to come across Christogenia.net. Um in a search engine. But that first paragraph, uh, I urge people to read the policies, and I point them at Christogenia.org, and there's three videos there that, that, you know how people love to watch videos, there's three videos there that basically do express everything that we're about, and yet, you know, they all contain sound clips uh, of programs I did with UI of highlights. And then there's a whole list of podcasts underneath that, that, that um, it, it's all the latest podcasts, right, mm-hmm. that, that, that come onto Christogenia.net from a feed. You know, it's, it's, it's automated. When I post a, con- a, a podcast at Christogenia.org, it automatically appears here a few minutes later. And, and um, I, I don't know how anybody that would take the time to download the program and install it wouldn't check at least some of that stuff out to see what they're getting into. That That's why it's all there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was a purposeful troll who, who wanted to come and, and um, rile people up. That, that's a possibility. Oh, Danny's here. Yeah, he's here an hour late, as usual. That's Danny for you. Danny. Missed my whole 45-minute... Missed my entire 45-minute um, discourse. But, but that's Danny. I, he wouldn't, I wouldn't love him if he wasn't late all the time. <laughs> he doesn't realize he's late. <laughs> well, well, of course not. That's the Irish. Yeah. That, that's, um... Hello, Danny. <laughs> so where's your mic, Danny? <laughs> I was on time. You're an hour late. <laughs> yeah, you know, I put, if you go to the front page of org, you'll see a Euroform announcement. It's there for every single Euroform. I don't remember ever miss, ever having missed put it there. And it has two clocks there with the current New York time and the current London time. And those clocks are always on every Euroform announcement. They're always there. They're part of the code. I'm, I don't shut them on and off. 
I don't know what else to say. That's what happens when you're an international guy, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, when you know that little self digging. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. I picked up all my grandkids on time today. So <laughs> I got on almost right. How's everybody doing tonight? Okay, I basically just gave a 45-minute um, discourse on the need to cut all the BS out of the things that we espouse and, and not to accept it and, and the, our need for a clear message concerning the racial exclusivity of the covenants of God and, and the fact that we need to become, to, 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 to um, what we need to accept the idea that we must promote the fact that the covenants of God are explicitly white and make no excuses for that. And that was my opening discourse. I don't know if that sums it up very well. For I just rambled on for 45 minutes, right? So, so that was the tone of the conversation I was trying to set today. Yes, you had two wonderful programs uh, during the week. You know, your, your Mark program, which um, I had to study because uh, going, listening to it, I thought you said something about Mary being married to somebody before um, Joseph, and I thought I couldn't have heard that right, so up today I've had to go through all that because of the two James. Uh, after. Yeah. after Joseph. I, I'm purporting that Mary had several other children after Joseph is clear in the scripture. Yeah, you know, if the man, you know, the church would say, oh, that, that's his spiritual brother because they believe the same and, and they're all Christians. So, so that's his, well, well, if the man stands up at a Christian assembly and tells Christ, your brother's outside and your brethren and your, your, your mother, and, and if that means his spiritual brother, then the phrase is meaningless because everybody in the room would be his spiritual brother. If Paul says in his epistle that he was, he saw this guy, this guy, this guy, and then he says, and they're all Christians, and then he says, and James, the brother of the Lord. Why is James the brother of the Lord, and the other three guys aren't? Right. Well, I thought he was um, the twelve disciples in Mark 3, and then Mark, it was his, um, his brothers, uh, well, half-brothers, and they were separate from the disciples. That's how I read it. Well, well, I believe from the scripture that James, the son of Alphaeus, is the brother of the Lord. James, the brother of the Lord. Yes, that's right. He's a brother. And that's what I pointed out on um yes. on my last month yes. program. That is James, the half brother of Christ. Yes, that's is that's among right. the twelve. 
Among the twelve. Yes. That's the point. Well, well, there are several Jameses in the scripture. This James, the brother of John, he's not the half-brother of Christ. He's not the brother of the Lord. No. He's one of the sons of Zebedee. James and John are the sons of Zebedee. Yeah, that's right. But James, the son of Alphaeus, is what I pointed out on Friday, that he must be... James, the brother of the Lord. And and if you take the passages where he's mentioned and the passages where James, the brother of, of the Lord, are mentioned, it fits like a glove. I, I don't know any other explanation for it. So Joseph was not his father then? Well, you know, Joseph may have had two names, but somehow I doubt it. Somehow I think that Mary must have married again. She had at least four children, because after Christ, she had at least four children. And, and that's fully evident where it mentions his sisters in the plural. Yes, interesting. And Joseph was much older, wasn't he? Seemingly, yes, he, he was. And we're not told the life of Mary, but it seems to me that Joseph died and Mary remarried somebody named Alphaeus and had several children with him. That has never been brought up. I've never heard that before. They say that she's supposed to be buried over in Glastonbury. Yeah, 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 the British is real stories. I'm sorry, I have to look at them skeptically without documentary evidence. Uh, I mean, a lot of the old British Israel writers were, were great men and learned men, but a lot of them just came up with things that, that, that can't be documented or they, that they can't be documented before a certain point. Yeah, you know, if, if you're writing in the 1400s or in the 1200s, and, and um, you're writing of something, and I'm referring to maybe Geoffrey of Monmouth or, or William of Malmesbury or the other writers, Al Kuin, who who wrote, I think, in the 9th or 10th century, and you're writing about something a thousand years before your time, and you're telling me something, I'm not going to accept it as truth unless I get a second or a third witness. Mm. And some of these British Israel writers, while they were learned men, that they took some of these stories from the medieval, from the medieval period, from the later medieval period, right? And they took them for granted that they were true. Yes. And ran with them and and, and, and expounded on them. Well, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be skeptical of them until I find a second or third witness. It's a nice, quaint little story that the Jews put Joseph in there, Joseph of Arimathea and Mary and a few other people in a boat. And the boat miraculously lands in France or Spain or wherever, and they end up at Glastonbury. That's a nice, quaint little story. 
and it's repeated very often in Christian identity, with not one shred of contemporary evidence for its veracity. And I am a critical man. Everything that I've come to believe, I've come to believe by testing it. I'm not beating my chest. That's just what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. That's my method. That, yeah. that is my, I'm going to test it. I'm going to scratch it. And, and there's, you know, there's places like Taya recently um, raised a, a question about um, Clifton's How Long Can Queen Elizabeth Live paper. And I understand that her question is very legitimate. And, and I'm not going to upbraid her for it in any way. I understand that she has a valid point. But that's something that I really couldn't test while I was in prison. Yeah. And, and um, perhaps Clifton, you know, perhaps we could study that issue further at some, some point in the future, right? However, everything that I write, everything on my main website, I've tested as well as I could to check its veracity, and, and otherwise I wouldn't have it there. And I'm not just going to repeat a story about Mary and Joseph that was written in the 10th century, unless I have a second or third witness, because that's a thousand years removed from when it allegedly happened. Yes. I think it's admirable to be like that. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I have a very slow... Uh, there a lot of that, uh, the way I look at it, too, is records that air were burned or whatever, but a lot of that tradition there in Glastonbury was way... You're cutting out, Danny. You're, you're cutting out. Danny, you're cutting out. We we didn't get hardly thirty percent of that. But um, oh, I uh, that Glastonbury thing was, I believe that tradition way back before the British Israel people, like. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying is it's the imaginings of people in the Middle Ages that, that they're repeating this from. I, I understand that the tradition's a lot older than British Israel. I explained that British Israel took this tradition from late medieval writers and they ran with it. But I would want something better than a 12th century testimony 1,200 years after the fact before I taught it as truth, I'm not going to teach it or write about it or repeat it in my writings unless I have a second or third witness. Because I know that the tales that the British Israel people repeated were 12 or, or, or um, you know, 11 or 1200 years after the, the fact, or the alleged fact. Then he has a bad connection. He dropped. Mm. 
There was one other thing I wanted to ask you, Bill, um, following on from, well, part of, of Mark at the weekend that you were uh, going through. And that bit where it says that um, Christ called the Twelve and sent them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Right. That authority, was that just for that time? Yeah, you know, it says in John, and to understand this, you have to have my translation, right? Ah, right. It says in John chapter 1, I believe it's in verse 12, that as many of them who received him, he gave to them the power that the children of God would come to have. To attain, yes. Right. Right. John is writing about that very time. Right. Right. Put it in context, right? John is writing about the power over serpents and scorpions that Christ gave his apostles. Yeah. You can't put it in... You can't put the scripture into context until you have the right, uh, a, a good translation. That's just the way it is. Right, okay. The, the King James translation is ridiculous. Give to them the power to be the children of God. They were the children of God, damn it. Yeah. The, the children of Israel, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 14.1, right? Yes. You are the children. You are the children. Not you will be if you believe me. You are the children of Yahweh your God. The apostles already were the children of God. That's why Christ chose them. If they were Jews or anybody else, he wouldn't have chosen them. They couldn't be his apostles in the first place. And to those who received him, the apostles, they believed him right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. John chapter yeah. 2. Yeah. He gave to them the power that all of the children of God would come to attain, would come to have. Well, I don't know if Danny's going to make it. Yeah, he did make it back. Has he got a mic? I'm jamming away. You just sound so far away, Danny. Let me see here. Or is it mine? my connection on my mic? Oh, no, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. How was that? Oh, that's perfect. If it stays there, it was perfect before when we heard it. It it was cutting out like you did have a bad connection. Right. But um, I was uh, wondering a little bit of feedback about about families and uh, we having this knowledge and this belief, uh, Christian identity. do you guys find you have a lot of problems in your family? I mean, your close family yourself? 
Yeah, you know, we had a conversation about that just five minutes before you got here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course we do. Of course, everybody in the truth is going to have a, a problem with their family. That we're told right in the scripture that, that, that the, the word of God, that it, it would divide households. It would divide mother against daughter-in-law and father against son-in-law. And that, that's probably because the daughter-in-law and the son-in-law are, are um, not worthy, not worthy yeah. of being daughter-in-law and son-in-law. But boy, I'll tell you, the last, uh, the last month, I... Uh, in my family and relatives, geez, I've been getting, <laughs> I, it's just funny to, you know, to find out people, what people think about you and because of the way you believe. Mm. And, um, I mean, not being so, so close to home, you know, you, you would think that, uh, well, I don't know. I was just really surprised to find a few things out in my family. Uh, it's just basically the way I believe and, and my, you know, my religious and especially my religious views. And but yet no one, yet you you never find anyone really that sits down and says, you know, could you show me? Why do you, you you know, how did you ever come to this conclusion about the Bible? How how could you say that white people are are, uh, God's chosen and and over Mm. all these other, you know, you just really never find, no one wants to say anything, no one wants to reason with you. You know, let's come and reason together. You don't want to do that. No one wants to do that. They they say that an irritation comes up. Uh, Right. So they can't think clearly, irritate, you know, there's something that happens, but so they can't stand it. I don't know what that is, or... But they also are quite sanctimonious and try and take the the high ground. I don't know if that happens with you. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, how do you get along with this? (laughs) I... You know, myself, I just uh, prefer to separate myself from because it just doesn't, no. you know, like you say, you know, watching TV and getting, <laughs> the more TV you get, the watch, the more upset you get. So you just don't watch TV. No. So, you know, it's just uh, something like this. It's, oh, boy, I don't know. It's, it's mm. uh, lately it's been a big surprise. And myself, I just, I get fed up with even... People that who you would you would think that uh, would have a little respect for you and all that kind of stuff from their uh, their attitude with you, and then all of a sudden, boom, just like that. Uh, oh. I guess uh, we all go through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So on a different wavelength to you completely. So mm-hmm. yeah. you yeah. can't meet on any ground. No, huh? Only on a very superficial, polite ground, that's all. And it's, um, what gets me is you have to... Uh, in order to get along with them, you have to, you know, basically keep your mouth shut 
cousins here who know what I'm about and who despise that. They despise me for that. And when they talk to me, they feel challenged and they become visibly sometimes uncomfortable because they know that my beliefs are totally contrary to everything they believe. And they hear it. And every chance I get, I'm going to espouse my beliefs and profess mm -hmm. my beliefs. If right. they don't like it and they choose to separate my, themselves from me, that's mm -hmm. on them. Because at the same time, I'm kind and, and as loving as I can be to them personally. Right. And if they reject me, it's on them. They'll have to answer their, 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 to God for that. Not me. I did what I'm supposed to do. Mm. So you still try to be reasonable with them and not... I, I be as nice as I can to them. But when it, when, when it's certain issues come up, I'm going to profess the truth and they're going to hear it. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I just had uh, my, my belly's a little bit lately. <clears throat> well, well, if I'm evil because I profess the truth, well, well then so be it. Uh, I'd yeah. rather be evil than, than be a liar. Or a compromiser, which was the, the subject of the first 45 minutes of my discourse today. Right. Well, the thing about it is, uh, usually if they don't like something about you or you don't like something about them, you approach them one-on-one uh, -on -one and, and talk to them about it. You know, I mean, if it gets to that point. But uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you, I mean... It's almost like the integration. You know, you move over here to get away from the plague, and the next thing you know, you got the plague walking down <laughs> your streets. <laughs> What's it going to do? I live in next door. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly. I know. I mean, I almost count them all, you know. I have never seen a place uh, other than the busing that we had into our high school with all the blacks and everything. I've never seen a place uh, filling up with these people like over here now. I know. You know. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but it's just, uh, it's absolutely amazing. And it absolutely amazes me how these people here are accepting this. They don't even notice it now. We well, have, on the news, we have a black man and a white woman. Yes. Nobody notices, that's just a word. No big deal. No big deal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I always seem to get into the subject, but it's just, uh, it's, it's, uh, it absolutely amazes me. And, and, um, and then people will say to you, well, what are you going to do about it, Daddy? There's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do. How are you, you going to stop it? And, uh, I said, you got to spread the word. I mean, you know this. How do you know there's something wrong? It's because your conscience is telling you, your spirit's telling you. And um, you got to point this out to your, the teachers and your children and all that stuff. I mean, and when I went to school, I never had textbooks with showing black boys and white girls and all this kind of stuff. When I was when I was in, like, in elementary school, it was all, it was all white. Cartoons were white. 
Yeah. Let's be a little country. In the advertisements, like I said before, I remember when we used to pray in school and stuff. <laughs> Mm. And and I remember having teachers that uh, when they gave uh, the notices that there will be no more prayers at Christ, and I had uh, uh, a Christian teacher at that time, and she said, no, we will pray in this classroom. If you don't like it, people in here don't like it, then you stand out in the hall. But that's the kind of teachers you had back then. <clears throat> yeah. They weren't going to yeah. let the, the government dictate or the Jews dictate what we were to hear and what not to hear. Or believe and not believe. Yes. Well, that whole thing, trying to humanism teaches. Right. Yeah, uh, humanism. Social science. Um, that whole thing, you know, the years they training, it's just got worse down the line. They don't see anything wrong with it. Right. They think it's good that we should all be mixed up. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to accept it, what they feel. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's... And it's all gone too far now. I mean, in another well, 20 years, everyone will be marrying each other. Mm -hmm. What they're doing now. Yeah, they do. Oh, that stuff is a natural thing going on now. It was funny, you guys. We were in the... Um, uh, eighth day woman, she was in the uh, team speak this morning, um, and we had a guy. Uh, it was a British guy from well, he was from London. He was from London. Call in. His name was Chimney something. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he's called Chatty Man or something. And uh, it was it was it was funny. He, he came in there and he. He didn't realize. He didn't realize that this was a, a Christian identity uh, <laughs> talk room, a chat room. And uh, when I, I had to leave, go pick up the grandkids. But it was funny because eight day woman had <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, this guy, I guess, had been drinking a little bit and telling us about how he had these black friends and everything. And uh, the eighth day woman had to remind him, hey, do you know what, <laughs> what who you're talking to here? It was pretty comical. I had to leave. I hate to go, but I had to go pick up the kids. And, and uh, I'm just wondering whatever happened with that conversation. It was pretty funny. I came in the room, and, and three minutes later, I banned him. That guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I came here, and three minutes later, I banned him. He's banned. He'll never be back again. Yeah, what, did he get kind of nasty, or? No, he just got stupid. Yeah. I told him, you know, that Christ wasn't a Jew. He told me I was wrong, and he went. I'm not going to put up with him. I, I tried to correct him on a couple of things. He, he yeah. wouldn't listen. When he told me that I was wrong, he went. That's it. He's done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he should have asked, he should have asked, why would you say that? And I would have explained it to him. Mm. Yeah, I wish I could have stayed on longer, but but uh, uh, eighth day woman, she was <laughs> she goes, hey, thanks a lot, Danny. I gotta go. 
But, uh, yeah, he's uh, telling us how he knew these blacks and how nice they were. And I guess he was a, <clears throat> been a homeless guy or something, I don't know. And uh, he had to remind him, well, who was burning your, your city there last month? You know, who were the people that were burning your, burning your country down? You know? A dispossessing yeah. in our own land. And robbing and raping and beating, uh, you know, beating uh, uh, white British citizens. You know, beating them to death in the streets and everything. Uh, these people that tell me, well, I know this black guy, he's real nice. Well, you know, it's not a personality contest. Who's nice and who's not? It's a racial issue. It's a law that we have to live by, and and, uh, and this is it. For things to make your life better, you have to live away from these people. Well, it's simple. They don't have our spirit, and they never can, and therefore, you know, there's no way that there can be any association. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, and, uh, but, yeah, I was, I just thought that maybe, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, he, we either come to his senses, but I think that he was drinking or something like that. And, Whatever uh, the situation was, it sounds to me, even though I wasn't there, that, that he was just a time waster. Yes. Yep, could have been. Well, he must have been, I guess. I don't know. I, I hate to go, but... <clears throat> but that's another thing, see? You never have these people say, ask you to show me, or, or how do you know that? Can you prove that? You know, they just want... To, they're, they're so brainwashed uh, from the media that anybody that spouses anything that's against the norm... Right away, there, you know, you, they have your your code words, you know, mm. your your slang and slander, and this is typical the way the Jews do it. I mean, uh, when you read about uh, <clears throat> the, the Weimar Republic and everything, what through Hitler and all those guys went through, the same thing, <clears throat> same problems. The media, the whole works, everything is about the same. Hollywood or, or the movie making industry. Um, you know, the, the way they uh, they outright attacked the uh, National Socialist Party members and would murder them. And then in, in the papers, they'd turn around and make it look like it was, you know, it, <clears throat> it was the National Socialist uh, fault. Mm-hmm. So, just like blacks, they get in a fight, they attack white people. All they say is, uh, well, the whites called me, uh, you know, slandered me and called me racial slurs. It may be, you know, one has got to remove oneself a bit more from the Mm. mainstream, otherwise... Yeah, um, conserve your energies. Yeah, and and it won't be so irritating to you. And you know what you're about and what you believe. And just don't accommodate them. Otherwise, yeah, you don't really, you know, and another thing too. Depressing. Get depressed about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you don't like to waste your time like that. And they don't want to, they don't want to reason. They don't want to, they don't want to listen. So, that's it. 
Audio Magia opens the eyes. We can only mm. throw a feed. You can't do any more than that. He opens the ears and the eyes. And, um, maybe that seed takes time to mature. That's all you can do. But you've also got to make the decision as to whether you're casting your pearls before swine as well. There you go. That's, that's why I say you, you've got to assess the situation and decide whether you're going to be wasting your valuable time. Uh -huh. uh, because some of these people are just a distraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. You know it's here. It's not going to go away. I'm sorry. Um, it, well, it's not going to just float away, is it? We've got to keep, make our stand and, yes, I mean, and live as we would do. I mean, um, so that's make our stand when it comes to it. I wish you'd hurry up. <laughs> Yeah. The, situation, the situation in Greece is interesting, isn't it, at the moment? I haven't, no, I haven't checked it. Well, well today, um, yeah. well, they were going to have this referendum, uh, and the, the people were, you know, as to whether they were going to um, allow the International Monetary Fund and, you know, to take control of the mm. country, etc., etc., um, or perhaps whether they were even going to come out of the EU. But today, the, uh, the president of, of Greece has uh, decided that they're not going to have uh, a referendum. So I, I think, I mean, I haven't seen the news this evening or anything, but I would imagine that that's going to really <coughs> inflame uh, the people. Um, they're quite volatile as it is. But really? I mean, it would be, it's, it's great when you can see this, this thing falling apart. And this is why I mention it, because... Uh, it can't hold together. Oh, I didn't mm. know these points of the referendum, rather like Mr. Cameron. <sighs> oh, well, he, he won't agree to one, will he? Mm. Mm. Well, we would all love to see the EU fall apart. No, yeah. it can't happen fast enough. And if Greece pulled out, it, it, it would give Italy, Spain, it would give them all the more reason to be encouraged and pull out, right? It, yeah. it might just snowball. Yeah, that would be so good if it did. <clears throat> right, yeah. That would have been great. I didn't uh, realize until that shooting that uh, Norway was a country that uh, did not belong to the EU. It has a, it, it has a very special uh, trading relationship with the EU, which has m meant that it's retained all its fishing grounds and all its oil. Right. Whereas the well, well, then you can't have a union, can you, if it's not an equal union? Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's not a fully-fledged member, isn't Norway? <clears throat> They'd like to see them fall apart and get out of all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, if the EU fell apart, it, it, it would um, throw a monkey wrench in, in the plutocratic plans to 
make similar unions in Asia and North America, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is why they're doing everything they possibly can to, to hold it together, these massive bailouts. And so mm-hmm. Oh, Iceland stood up to the bankers last year and refused to participate in bailouts. I'm surprised we haven't bombed Iceland. <laughs> that that would show how hypocritical the um the, the, well, the NATO is, right? No, we don't. You can't be bombing Iceland. We got ice. Our man, ice over there. Well, well, I know, but it just shows how hypocritical that this um. Oh yeah. That this world government, if I have to call it that, how hypocritical they are. Oh yeah. That they would be embarrassed to hell. If they started beating the drums to bomb Iceland, right? And yeah. Iceland's uh-huh. not bailing out the bankers. If we, right. yeah. get, you know, if these some of these other smaller countries stood up against the bankers, it might clue off the people in the bigger com- countries, right? That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I mean, we talk about um, uh, Greece. I mean, the, the powers that be in the European Union have been criticizing Greece. And saying that you know, they haven't, uh, they've been irresponsible in the way they've spent their their money or overseas. Mm-hmm. But for the last 15 years, the um, accounts of the European Union as a whole have not been passed by the auditors. Can you imagine mm-hmm. any any public organisation, uh, public company, that happening? The auditors not uh, approving the accounts, and it's now 15 years on the trot. I found something interesting. Somebody, I didn't find it. Somebody sent it to me last week, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it in the chat. And and it's something I have to investigate further, right? This is the public page with the SEC filings of the Corporation of New Zealand. from the EDGAR database, which is actually the Securities and Exchange Commission database. Mm-hmm. All corporations in the United States that, that do business in the United States have to make filings with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Mm-hmm. And, and I just put two links into the chat, and one link is the state, Israel, state of, and it has a CIK number, 00005274. All these foreign governments have to file with the SEC, and, and that's pretty interesting, and there might be some, some good stuff right. there. If I could locate the rest of the countries in the SEC filings, right, that, that might take some doing. But it has some search power there. Mailing address. The mailing address is the Council for Western Hemisphere. The Council for Western Hemisphere. 800 Second Avenue, 17th Floor, New York, New York, 10017. The business address of the State of Israel is 800 Second Avenue, 17th Floor, New York, New York, 10017. Surprise, surprise. Same thing with New Zealand. But at least their business address is in New Zealand. It's in Wellington, right? And their mailing address is in New Zealand. Israel's mailing address and business address are in New York. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, where the real capital is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. 
There are annual reports for foreign governments and political subdivisions here and all kinds of other stuff. And, and basically, if you have to file um, that these reports in, in a foreign agency, that, then you're not sovereign, right? I, I mean, how could you be sovereign? How could New Zealand truly be sovereign if it has to file reports for the American SEC? Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, something no, I, don't. I didn't know that about that. Well, well, it's interesting, and it's something I'd like to spend some time looking into, but I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'd like to read some. I'm going to. That's why I still have the links. Read mm-hmm. some of these documents. Mm-hmm. There's a blog called europeandisunion.blogspot.com, which has, which I think stays pretty much up on happenings with, with Iran, with Israel, with mm-hmm. with the um, the the Greek, the 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 um, the situation in Greece. Right. Well, I found that the, the growth of liberty. They have an article there now about the growth of libertarianism. And what was it? What was the name of the website, Bill? EuropeanDisunion.blogspot.com. It, it looks like an interesting source for 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 um, the, the folly of immigration idealism. It, it looks like an interesting source for for news about Europe that, that I've been meaning to check out. I have it loaded up here. and I read the article on Greece, which was good. It, it, it was about how ex-military men in Greece are taking the side of the dissenters and, and starting to... What, which means that things may escalate there yet. Well, I'm sure it's going to be... It's going to blow up everywhere. Like the dominoes effect. There's a link uh, right there. I, I just found it. <laughs> Sorry. The pace of it, sir. It, it's interesting. I, I, I mean, it's one of the things I've been meaning to check out. I wanted to check it out before this program and didn't get a chance to. I've been pretty busy. All right. Yeah, I know some of these names, yeah. Well, well, I'm sure it's a collection of writings from from across Europe or the internet. Anyway, I got um, uh, an interesting email from Mike Green. Did you get that? uh, Yeah, the one with um, where it's talking about Gaddafi and how Gaddafi was was um, harvesting that. Supposed to be the water, the uh, water underneath the <clears throat> under the Sahara Desert. That was um, I don't know water from way back in the ice ice ages or something like that. Right? Yeah, that does exist. Yeah. I, I never heard anything about that before. Well, you won't hear anymore now, will you? No, he's yeah, not. no, no. But um, all those nations around there are going to be uh, overturned. 
Well, they just want to make it, um, you know, part of their 21st century resource wars because uh, they want to open up Africa to export mm. oil reserves, don't they? Yeah. Um, they need a, they needed access through one of those coastal countries, and what better than Libya? Yeah, they, apart, uh, apart from the oil and everything else. What do they call that? Uh, uh, the Kingdom of David coming in, or something like that? I heard a bunch of these rabbis talking when I lived in L.A. There, and they're talking about uh, setting up a <clears throat> the Kingdom of David. All these other nations are going to be cleansed. Uh, all the anti-Semites. <laughs> so, and, and I guess Western Europe is their main target in America. Well, they already have America. So. Well, I think they, they 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 think they've done enough, uh, and that's why they're going for Africa now in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very. Uh, Area now, and that's. I mean, Afri- Africa is so huge. You know, on our modern-day maps, we we don't get the proportions right, do we? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so massive, is is Africa. So therefore, the resources are, are huge, and the um, the returns will be very great. Um, as I say, it's just the 21st century resource wars. Well, more resources in Africa than probably any of the white continents, and the Negroes have never done anything with them. Never. And, and these Jews got the nerve to peddle this crap that we're successful because of the land that we live on. <laughs> and, and all the gold and all the precious metals and all the diamonds and, and all the wonderful things in Africa. And the Negroes have never done anything with them. It, it's crazy. It, it's that they build dung huts and, and um, take baths in urine, urine to, to avoid getting mosquito bites. Yeah, yeah. And and the the wonderfully um, uh, prosperous uh, farmlands that they have taken over in the different countries such as Rhodesia and South mm-hmm. Africa are now just being absolutely yeah. laid waste and uh, becoming barren. So they destroy even what's handed to them on a plate. Right. Even with well, the equipment and everything else, and the whole farm is organized, and they take it over and run it right to hell. Yeah, they, okay. they take out the, the copper pipes and all that stuff, the irrigation lines, you know, and sell the pipe. They don't even, they don't work it. And I heard that Mugabe had to, uh, he gave a few farms back to the, the white farmers, a few white farmers. Uh, <clears throat> you know, well, well, if those white farmers work those farms, they're fools. They're, they're better off hanging themselves. They're fools. Well, this is the way I believe. You're going to turn. They're going to take over and all that land. Like I said before, I just raise it to the ground. I give it to them just the way I got it, flat, mm. with nothing yeah. on it. Let them build on it. Yeah, let them stop. Yeah, they want to come in like uh, Mugabe come in, and he wants to sit in Parliament with all the gold and silver around him and, and all the fancy buildings and seats and all that kind of stuff that the white man built. I'd raise it all down to the ground, give them ashes. There you go. Mm-hmm. And let them go back and be what they're, they're you know, the way uh, Yahweh made them. Just nothing but animals. Running with well, the lions and the tigers. Yeah, I don't think he did either. 
the, the only reason why the Negroes have gotten into a position where they threaten us is because of our empathy for them. Yes. And we're brainwashed. Yeah, William and Kate have now got, uh, yesterday, they have now their, their charity of saving the children in Africa, and they were actually helping um, get, um, what's it, UNESCO. So they're in now, and that's their charity to save the uh, black children. Well, well, if white people give give money to a charity like that, they deserve to 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 be tortured by it later, right? And look mm. who runs the charities. You know, there's always a gold a gold bird or something. You know. Oh, I'm sure there's a Jew behind this one. Oh yeah, they just love that. That cancer foundation uh, is just full of them. All that breast cancer. Well, when a Jew wants a job, he starts a charity, right? Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. Or a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, they love wars. I guess it's better because they can make more money at it. You know. But uh, but it was funny. My dad told me that a long time ago. You can look at all these charities and look who's behind it. It's always a Jew. Couldn't grow a potato, but they're, they brag each other like how intelligent they are. That's where they think their superiority is, is they're just so intelligent. And that's uh, that's how they uh, they boost their ego. They're very egotistic. <clears throat> Otilla. Hello, Otilia. Yes, hello, hello. Danny was an hour late. Otilia is two hours late. This time zone thing, we got to work this out better. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I didn't. You know what? I truly didn't do it on purpose. They just come naturally, honey. Well, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> They're hurrying up and everything, you know. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good to get to talk to everybody again. And <laughs> Hour late. That's okay, Otilia. You, you could maybe listen to the podcast or something. It don't matter. Hello, how you doing? I just turned your microphone on, right? <clears throat> Good. I guess she doesn't want to talk today. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's Cheryl. <clears throat> Well, I was gonna, I'm going to be honest, I was going to wrap this program up at 4 o'clock, and now people are coming. I, I, I hate to be rude, but I, I don't want to bore everybody to death either. Yeah. And have you got uh, your Thursday evening? Um... Yes, I have a Bible study tonight, Thursday evening, Bible 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you, Bill? Yes. Well, well that's been a constant thing. Yeah, you know, I've been doing it for three years. It, it, it bounce the night bounces around, but now I'm going to um, it, it's going to be aired on my radio 
uh, on my radio, right? It, it'll be live on here and on Christagenia. So can that be recorded? Well, I don't record it. I can record it, but I'm not going to, right? If somebody else wants to record it, that's fine, but uh, I'm not going to record I think it's vain to record it. I don't have to record every little thing I do, right? Uh, I just don't, and um, I, I don't know. I haven't recorded them in three years, and, and I don't plan on recording it. Right. I, I I don't want to be a pain, but if somebody else here wants to record it, that's that's you know their their prerogative. Mm-hmm. Well, how how would one do that? Everybody on TeamSpeak can record. Yeah. Just hit tools and hit start recording, and you'll record everything happening in the channel. Very good. Tools. Um, oh, it's, oh, it's at the bottom, I see. Oh, right. Why didn't you yeah, know that? Would be, that would be a pretty good idea, Bible study. Uh, you're in Bible study and, <clears throat> and maybe uh, type it and have people meet. Maybe you get some people over here in town or whatever and, and meet. Well, well last, at, at the last spot, you know, I just got this capability to do live radio, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the last Bible study I did was last Thursday when I had first the first day that I had the live stream up and running, and and um, I piped the Bible study into here and over the front page of Christagenia. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. I gotta wake up here and get busy with this. <laughs> it, it's a um, you, you know, it's all impromptu. I don't. I, I don't prepare for the Bible study. We, we pick a book and cover it, and I talk about it as best I can, right? Right. Yeah, I would like to have a and invite some people over here at the house, and um, we're getting getting this place finally put together. <coughs> and uh, I think it would be. I would like to. Get I thought you were talking about moving back to the states. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're still talking about that. If, if we can sell anything, but in the you know time being. Well, I'm um. Christ Strike is a book now, Danny. My Revelation commentary is a book now. Right. That, that'll be available real soon. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I need to pick up a few copies. I gotta get one to my sister. Yeah, I was going to say, give some of them to your relatives who really hate you. Yeah. Well, there it is. You know, read it for yourself. And, uh, um, but I just, uh, in the meantime, I I think it would be pretty good. I would like to get a group of people together and, and uh, <clears throat> have a Bible study. Um, put out some information and, and see what happens. But like you say, you know, you you got to watch. You get a lot of people in there that just waste your time and all that stuff. Of course, I'd have to run it past my wife and see what she thinks about it. <laughs> I can't even get the Jehovah Witnesses to stop here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the Mormons, they don't stop here anymore. Well, you're probably better off because you're not going to change those people. Yeah. That the, those Mormons. I mean, there's a couple of Mormons 
young men, maybe 30-ish, that, that walk around here and knock on doors, and they're well-dressed. They have nice suits on, the same suits all the time. It's probably the only suits they own. And, and um, they have this glazed-over look on their faces, right, like they're on some kind of drug or something. They really do. It's crazy. Programmed. Yes. Like, they're absolutely programmed like a robot. And uh, I had a couple boys like that in here. Young guys, too, just not, I don't even, maybe just 21 or whatever. Uh, Try to show them something. They were trying to point out about the two sticks of uh, Judah and Israel. (laughs) You know, I think I told you guys, they were supposed to be out of gold or something, he was saying. And (laughs) I don't know. He brought the... The next thing I know, they brought their elder over and another couple other guys. I had about six of them there. And uh, they never did come back. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know whether it was the tea I offered to them or the coffee or something. You know, since they don't drink uh, caffeine or anything like that. That was kind of funny. Oh, that's good. I need my caffeine. That's my only poison. Okay, I'm going to wrap the program up. And thank you all for being here. And this is William Fink in the Christiania European Fellowship Forum. And it's Thursday, November 3rd, 2011. I'll be back here on November 17th. Thank you, Bill. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Today, just my